This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, David, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Scott and Mason versus Benchwarmer Marcus and assistant coach for our Patreon team, but newcomer to our games, Dave Brown. Welcome to the bench, Dave. Why don't you take a minute to let us know where you're from, what sports you watch, what teams you root for, anything else you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, Dave Brown, I'm from the Minneapolis area of Minnesota. There's not enough of those people that show up on this show already, which <laughs> was one of the reasons I was like, oh, Minnesota folk, great. Um, we, won't, we won't hold it against you. So. <laughs> I know. And like, the thing is all the Minnesota questions have gotten used up by now, I think. So I don't know if there's going to be any, but uh, yeah, I kind of a casual fan of all the local Minnesota stuff. So Vikes, uh, twins, a little bit of the wild, not too much. And then uh, I don't really care about the Timberwolves that much. I'm not going to lie, but I get my feedback from them, but I'm a big, uh, more of an avid sports car guy. So big formula one guy. I like to watch uh, some motor GP and then starting to get into IndyCar Once again, I think it's getting a lot better. And then the occasional weird sport, like I was into some snooker for a couple of years. And then I do know about some AFL Aussie rules because in the mid 2000s on my Xbox, the only thing I could get was ESPN three. And the only thing they had was like netball and like Aussie wow. rules football. And I was like, how does this sport work? <laughs> so yeah, it was like way back when like Travis Cloak was like the badass for the Hollywood magpies. So. Yeah, Dave, we're, so, we're learning something about you the more you talk because I didn't I didn't have in your uh, in your sweet spot that snooker was on there. If I'd known that, I would have made Dan host. He's the only other snooker fan I've ever met. So it's like chess for pool. Like you don't realize like pool's fast, and that's why it's like checkers. And I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to piss any billiards people off. Of it's, <laughs> very, it's very like the reason they like nine ball, eight balls. It's really fast games. Like, but snooker is literally just playing a game of chess and like you're playing on a 12 foot by six foot table with tinier balls, tinier pockets. And it's pretty crazy. Like, I mean, but a match might take 45 minutes. You have to sit there and watch it. It's nice to decompress after I work in the restaurants. So I work as a, I work as a wine guy at a restaurant. So like oh, nice. you serve, serve people all day and like you get home at the end of the night and you're like, I can't go to bed. I need like two hours to shut everything down. Cause I was just talking to people and serving them all night. And like snooker is actually quite, a nice way to do it and usually it's on at one in the morning or two in the morning <laughs> so you're just like oh so you just watch that for 45 minutes like ah well i'll let you think about this when you can tell us at the end of the game i'd like to know the right wine pairing for a bench warmer trivia game you can think about that for but as you're thinking about that let me switch over to marcus and marcus why don't you tell us how you're 2020 sorry i'm just kidding just kidding uh, okay. i'll pick you out a good one i'll pick you it's, out a good one it's all good it's all good all right marcus why don't you tell us how you're doing and give us a team name for you and dave Oh man, I'm doing fantastic. Um, we were talking before the show, you know, just all of us BSing and um, follow Dave's lead. If you haven't been on the show and you've been listening, come on the show. We want new people on the show. Shout out to all of our return guests. We love you very much. All of you that we owe smoking jackets to, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to team uh, with Dave. In my world, uh, we we had football camp last week, uh, so first chance to look at the how our team's going to look next year, and it was a lot of fun. But spending 
four days, 24 seven with high school kids melted my brain. So hopefully now that we're a week removed, I'm like, I'm back to normal. Uh, because Mason, man, you doing it for a full work day. Uh, I, I admire it because for me, four days all day was, there was so much, but, uh, anyways, Dave and I, uh, are big fans of NFL films. And that's where we get a lot of our old football knowledge, as most of you know from me anyways. And we were talking about it before the show. So Dave and I today are going to be NFL Films Presents. Nice. I love that name. NFL Films Presents. All right. Uh, Scott Mason, who wants to go first? Mason, go first. Yeah, I'll go first. All right. I never had a team name. So <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, last couple of days have been kind of a whirlwind, but uh, just trying to plan a lot of things. Wedding planning, wedding that, planning, Mason. That that and just trying to get stuff planned for the school year too. So trying to do both of those at the same time. But um, yeah, it's been going well so far. Do you have particular assignments for the wedding, or or have you been given assignments? Or you? I haven't gotten my it? invitation, which is weird. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, it's, all it's of our addresses. Are, well, the spreadsheet's been down, so maybe he didn't have access <laughs> to the address. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll chalk it up to that. Maybe you guys are tier two. I think Mason sent out the first batch, which I was on. No, we're working I, on them. It's a oh, long process, David, no offense, but I think you want me and Marcus at the wedding more than David. We tearing up that dance floor. Let's go. <laughs> you always want wedding guests that are going to dance. Just, just an FYI there. I've never gotten married, but I know this. <laughs> What's your team name? How you doing? Tell us anything. I'm I'm good. Um, I just quickly I wanted yeah just echo what Marcus said about new guests coming on the show. Uh, really excited to have Dave on. Um, David, I will say, Snooker was specifically left off of his wheelhouses on the spreadsheet once ah. I saw that. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, okay. I did purposely omit that because you know Dan's not here. So yeah, I, I and I admit it. Sorry, I did it. Um, no, you're good. Some things are better left unsaid. I think that's good. So yeah. The fact that there have been more snooker questions than DJ Cooper questions is a travesty on this podcast. So um, I came I came into this game prepared. You know, I knew going in Mason and I would be teaming up. So I came prepared with two team names. I just wanted to, you know, eliminate the the hassle and the struggle of trying to come up with a team name on the spot with him. Uh, so I thought about two Mason and I almost every time we team up try to do something that's Louisiana based or something based on Louisiana athletes or players. We did an Alvin Gentry. We did remember Robert Meacham pretty recently. So in that vein, we wanted to continue with a a Louisiana athlete and also tie it into Mason's kind of boyish charm and wonder. So I feel like we came up with something that encapsulates both of that. And tonight we're going to be Simone Augustus Glute. (laughs) I love it, but now I have to change one of my pre and post game questions, but it's all good. It's all good. Are you serious? No, of course not. <laughs> oh gosh, I got so excited, David. Oh, I'm, I'm like trying to think of what, what, what I'm like. Yeah, I was like, yeah, wait, time, but you know, I got yeah. this gloop. I could have done some kind of like a chocolate eating. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well, it's almost July fourth. We got the hot dog eating. Okay, so we've got Simone Augustus Gloop against NFL Films Presents. Let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. We'll be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. 
And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see your today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right, it's time for our coin flip, which is a 50-50 warm-up question. And Dave, since you're new, I'll just tell you these are intended to be true coin flips. So if you have no idea, it's all good. But since I heard you were a Grand Prix motorcycle racing fan, and I know bubkis about Grand Prix motorcycle racing, I decided I would try to ask a question on this. So according to Wikipedia, which nation has had more unique seasonal winners of MotoGP World Riders Champions, the US or the UK? So I'm talking about unique people who have won, not total titles. Dave, I just want to wish you good luck. Uh, <laughs> I will agree with. Oh, okay. So so multiple different people from the same country, more in the US or more in the UK. Jolly old England. <laughs> Jolly old England. And, and Wales, Dude. I guess. Well, I don't really know. I think Surtees. Surtees is English. I know Surtees is English. I, I'm trying to think of how many drivers I can name that are actually from those countries. I know Nikki Hayden was the last American. There was the guy in the from Texas in the 90s that won a bunch. His son won one too. That's three. Surtees is British. I'm honestly going to, I think it's the US because I think the US sneaks in with actually more than you would think. They just haven't won it in a long time. So I'm going to say the US. Go USA. So I will tell you that the UK has had a total of 17 total titles and the US has only had 15. However, the UK has had only six unique people win and the US has had seven. And you actually hit three of them. I think you mentioned or alluded to Kenny Roberts and Kenny Roberts Jr. These, yep. by the way, are all guys that would be to Josh Bombeck who's because I haven't heard of Just any him. of these guys. But anyway, yes. So uh, the US had seven and the UK has had six. So nice work, Dave. That's 10 points for your team right out of the gate. We got them beat. <laughs> yes. You got them right where you want them. All, All right. right. So, so clipboard captains today. Uh... <laughs> and that's our game. Dave, I hope you liked it. And no, so heading into the first corner, we have scores of NFL Films Presents with 10 and Simone Augustus Gloop with zero. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter is going to be pre- and post-game. Pre- and post-game. For this quarter, there will be four before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 25 points. Okay, question one of the pre- and post-game. The F1 driver who holds the F1 record both for the most wins and pole position and a North American professional football team name with bizarre sounding mascot originating from two crosstown teams merging in 1950. We're checking in. All right. NFL Films Presents has checked in. So Simo and Augustus Gloop, you can talk it out. Uh, my first thought was 
for the second half, the first thing I thought of for two teams merging together, they had the Steagles, but that's not cross town. Those are they'll be cross state because right, right. Um, so cross town teams nor- merging. Okay, he says North American. So I realize, yeah, like, I realize, like that. Canadian football. Certainly could be, yeah. Oh wait a minute, the Hamilton Tiger Cats is so emerging. Lewis, of so Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton, right? That would make sense, right? Because he would be. Yeah, that guy's a pussy cat, right, Dave? That is correct. <laughs> is he a tiger cat? This question. Um, uh, no, he's a tiger not king. Anymore. But yeah, no, uh, yeah. I, I didn't know anything about the history of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but it would make sense if their names are the Tiger Cats. It'd be two like the Tigers and Bear and it, Cats I, mixing and together. Fits, some of and it fits Lewis Hamilton. I uh, yeah. I okay. there's no chance we'd come up with anything else that, that would remotely too. make sense. Okay, so yeah, we'll check in with Lewis Hamilton Tiger Cats. All right, and NFL Films presents. What did you guys have? Yep. So uh, <laughs> as soon as David uh, in his question put North American, I immediately was like, okay, so he's not talking about the NFL. And I do watch probably way more Canadian football than I should. And so I sent to Dave immediately. I said, well, Hamilton Tiger Cats are the second half. And then big duh for me. And then Dave sent over Lewis Hamilton. And we are checking in with Lewis Hamilton Tiger Cats. So both teams are getting points and Scott and Mason, nice job reasoning that one out, especially because I know you guys aren't the F1 fans. Uh, I didn't realize this until I was doing some research, but the, the Hamilton Tigers actually go all the way back, if you can believe this, to 1869. When the Tiger Cats, the Tiger, there were the Hamilton Tigers nice. and the Hamilton, the Hamilton Cats. Oh, right, exactly. So when the two teams merged, that this there's some controversy around this, but the Hamilton Tiger Cats actually claim the victories from both the Hamilton Tigers and the Hamilton Cats as part of their history. So interesting trivia that I learned. If you believe that they should get both, they're one of two North American franchises that won at least one championship in every decade of the 20th century. So from the 1900s through the 1990s, the only other team that's done that was the AAA Rochester Red Wings. So I knew Mason would appreciate that trivia. So I wanted to throw that in there for you. I've heard, yeah, I've heard that briefly, I think somewhere about the, at least about the second part of that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, well done to both teams. On to question two. With 57 points on November 11th, 2006, he set the Milwaukee Bucks franchise record for points in a game. And with the top two points leaders as of this recording, the F1 team with the highest number of points for the 2022 season. Uh, we're going to check in. Whoa. Okay. NFL Films Presents is checked in. Simone Augustus Gloop. Talk it out. Yeah. So I immediately thought Michael Red for the. But that, well, that would make sense for the time frame. And yeah, right. Because it's that. too early for Brandon Jennings. I know he went off and had a big game for them. But yeah. That, that, was... that would have been a couple of years later if you had had something close to that. Yeah. Um, and so the first thing I thought of for a team, I don't, I, I think Red Bull has a team, right? I thought. They did, but I might be, yeah. I don't know much about it, but that that's the first thing I could think of that because they do a lot of sporting things like sponsoring. So, yeah, no, exactly. I think that makes sense. That's why also when I thought Michael Red, I thought, well, at least there's, there would be a lot of companies that that could potentially lead us to, you know? So yeah. And Red Bull makes the most sense of a company that would sponsor an F1 team over like Red Stripe or <laughs> any other company that might <laughs> Hooray F1! <laughs> right into the walls. Just... <laughs> so yeah, I'm good with uh with 
I guess just Michael Red Bull. I don't think we'd have to give more than that. If we do, we'll figure that out. But yeah, we'll check in with Michael Red Bull. All right. And NFL Film Presents, what did you guys have? Uh, yeah, basically the same uh, logic. I knew for a fact that Red Bull is winning the uh, the F1 this year with uh, the two guys. I'm not going to say their names just in case for some reason they pop up later. I'm going to keep <laughs> some stuff close to my chest here. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, I know for a fact they're one and two and number one, the constructor. And then I sent that to Marcus and he was immediately like, okay, that makes sense. And then same with Michael Red Bull. Both teams are receiving points. And Michael Red, uh, for the draft fans out there, it was actually 22 years ago tonight that the, like the worst NBA draft happened in the year 2000. Michael Red was a second round draft choice. I think I was reading that that combined draft had three all-star appearances. Michael and Red he was- He has two of them and Kenny <laughs> right. Martin has the other one. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. And just so you know, you don't have to keep it too close to the chest. I might be done with F1, but I will That's tell you, fine. I I desperately wanted to work in one. Josh, of course, told me this was too much of a stretch. But I wanted to work in one about an F1 driver and and a running route, like a wide receiver route. And I wanted to do Max for stop and go. But but uh, <laughs> that didn't, been we, didn't we didn't somebody try to do a route question once I, or maybe that was another sports podcast that I previously oh, I just I desperately want to do Max with. for stop and go. But that I would know, have been perfect for David yeah. Marcus, though. That's like a perfect wheelhouse. question. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. oh, yeah, I would have had like, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They would, they well, would and, right and when Dave earlier was talking about, well, you know, F1 can get boring because, oh, this guy started in pole position and then that's the end of the race. And it's like, yeah, because whenever we have F1 questions come up, it's like, oh, is it Max Verstappen or is it <laughs> Lewis, Lewis Hamilton? Hamilton. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So on to question three, known as the franchise in Denver, this late running back was finally elected to the Hall of Fame in 2010. and one of the oldest trophies in college football awarded to the annual winner of the game of two founding members of the big 10. All right. We're going to check in. All right. <laughs> NFL films presents is checked in. So Simone Augusta's gloop. Talk it out. I feel like we've been the underdogs on all of them so far, but we've managed to like at least piece them together. And I feel like that run might come to an end here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of Broncos running backs, I, right? Is Terrell Davis dead? <laughs> no, oh, he oh, wasn't. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sorry. Good job, Mason. You're Just supposed to be the is. nice guy. Okay, well, I mean, we're talking about a dead running back here. I, that's the only one I can think of for Denver. Yeah, that what is he going to do? Come, come back and hurt, punch you? No, he's not. He, he gone. No, it's, it's more that I was concerned that Mason may have just taken no, out Terrell fine. Davis. I know. Oh, it's fine. Right, I right, 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 right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, the franchise. He's not Eric Walling. He's not the Grim Reaper. Not Steve Francis. And it's not Shane Douglas, who are the only two franchises I know. Um, yeah, De- Denver, old old Denver is not. Uh, I'm trying to think of guys, but like I not can't. something I'm knowledgeable of. Like that's a team that to me that doesn't exist until Elway. Like, I'm sorry. Can I slip this in just real quick? Uh, one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies is Blades of Glory. When he's like, "Thank you, Denver. <laughs> See you by the bay." John Denver. <laughs> All right, so now we can think about I, trophies. I don't. I there's the the yeah the jug one. I think there's a bucket one, but I don't know what it's called. There's so the, like, what is it? The, there's definitely a, a big. One, but, there's like a big brown jug, right? Whose last name is Big? One. There's no running back. His last name is Big. It's not Mister Big. So it's <laughs> no. It's the franchise. Yeah, he got two nicknames. Uh, yeah, I, bucket. 
I, it's some kind of bucket. I, I no, I, I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm remembering like when I would do my old franchises on like the NCAA games, and they'd be like, "You won this big for winning the you, rivalry." Yeah, game. you won the. Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of trophy are the Apple object. Cup? Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah it'd be you, like you won this. Was it? Wasn't there? Isn't there one? I want to see. It's not old. It's like the five dollar bits of broken chair one or something like that. <laughs> some like random one for. I remember that being a thing, but it, that's a more recent thing. It was a coach that made a joke about that. Five. Yeah, I, I I don't have either end here. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of. All right, I'm gonna need an answer. I don't even have anything. So now that um, oh, now that he's pressing us for an answer too, I don't. I I, I can't even think of something that makes sense. Nope. Um, like because I don't know, I can't name a. Denver running back. Is it no Sean Moraine? No Sean Moreno again? <laughs> he didn't die in 2010, but apparently that pre post game did. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I, I have, yeah. I have let's, let's punt because this is a, it's a football question. Perfect. Instead of tapping out. I feel like we can tap out later. All right. Official punt then? Yep. Okay. NFL Films presents what you guys come up with. All right, this was a true joint effort. So immediately, when I think of late Denver Broncos running backs who are in the Hall of Fame, number one, top of that list, Floyd Little. And I sent that over, and I said, I think it's the Little Oaken Bucket. But the more I was looking at it, the more I was like, that doesn't really make sense. And then Dave take over. Dave took over, and Dave uh, let us know what the second half is. Yeah, I was. Uh, that's why when you're like, like, does it look right? I'm like, I doesn't, because what you said. I think you were getting Floyd the pig mixed up in there a little <laughs> bit too, because that's the other thing that's the right one. Like, that doesn't sound right. And I'm like, that's like, oh, it's the little brown jug. But I would rather have it been Mr. Big. Brown bucket and they gotta sing that every time. That's a classic. All right. So we are checking in with Floyd Little Brown Jug. And one team is receiving points. Yeah, there is some confusion there because uh the the Minnesota Michigan game, um, the winner gets the little brown jug. I believe it's the Minnesota Iowa game. Yes, that the trophy gets the Floyd of Rosedale trophy, which is a pig. So there's a Floyd and a Little, both in trophies coming out of Minnesota. Um, but I wasn't trying to throw you that way. Yeah, Floyd Little was elected in 2010. Uh, he was still alive at that point. He was in the class that I just looked this up. It was it was actually a pretty amazing class. It was because I think it was Jerry Rice was in his class and some other huge name, but I can't remember who it was. I'm blanking right now. But anyway, yeah. So it is Floyd Little Brown Jug. Well done. Well done. Yeah, and uh, we and I and when you guys were deliberating and you guys were thinking. Uh, Oaken Bucket. Uh, the old Oaken Bucket is I or is Indiana and Purdue. They played for the old Oaken Bucket. I will say <laughs> that all those trophies that Minnesota's involved with, we just don't like to keep them here, so we keep them <laughs> in the other states. Yeah, just like to store them, right? Yeah, we like store them at other other <laughs> That's universities. That's right. That's right. Cold storage is more is cheaper in Iowa. Yeah. Okay. Question four. Our last pre and post game question. One of two players and the only American who has won a Euro League title in 1966 and the NBA title in 1970 and 73, a gold medal in 1964, and be elected to the Hall of Fame, and the only University of Florida player to be taken in the top three picks of the NBA draft in the last 15 years. Oh, I got it. I got it. Shut up, Mason. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Shut up, Mason. That's it. We'll check in. 
All right. Simone Augustus Gloop has checked in. NFL Films presents Talk It Out. Now I know how it feels like in the last one. I'm like, yeah, we got this. And I watch you guys squirm. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to the Ben Formith Trivia Podcast. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Dave. So here's what I know. If we're saying the last 15 years, we just had the 2022 NBA draft, which means we're going back to 2007 or eight. And that is when Florida had their back-to-back championships. So if I'm thinking that uh, it's one of somebody on that team, I think Corey Brewer was taken like sixth or seventh by Minnesota. Um, But I think Corey Brewer, but I can't remember between the two who, who was in the top three, if it's either Joe Kim Noah or Al Horford, but that at least gives us the second half, like names we can start off with. So like, Something that ends in Joe or something that ends in, in Al. Al, you're right. So who won? I mean, the only thing I can think of is 70 and 73. Who won the NBA titles those years? Like, that's that's 70, tough. Because so I think... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know 72 was the Lakers. And then right. that was like, that was all the Lakers runs. Wasn't that the Lakers runs that he was losing to the Celtics? That... Jimmy, like Jerry West was losing. No, that was in the sixties and he won the 72. Yeah. So I, so you said 72 was the Lakers. I think 71 was Milwaukee. I think that's when they had. Yeah. was, that was Luel. Kareem. Yeah. yeah Al Kareem. And then so Kareem 70. Alcinder. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're doing pre and post games. Kareem Alcinder. Uh, I'm, I, here's the tough part is I feel like we're in the right era. We're thinking about the right teams. It's just, European players weren't as prevalent back then. So I think if we just can He's an get American, to... though. Oh, two Americans. Oh. Yeah, the only American. Oh, so he played in Europe. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he won a 64 gold, which was that Bill Russell team. I think. Right. Right. He was okay. On that, okay. And then he okay. went to Euro because he couldn't make it here. And then he yes. went back and yes, won. Yes, so yes, it's yes, like... yes. Okay. About 30 seconds. Mm, okay. Um. What were the two names you think you said? I said Al Horford or Joakim Noah. One of them was drafted in the top three. That's the it's a University of Florida. They haven't had much since, so that makes sense that it's one of those two. American. I don't think I can come up with a name. I'm I'm thinking of like I'm thinking of Lakers. I'm thinking like Gil Goodrich or Jerry West or uh, Elgin Baylor. None of it's lining up. <laughs> No, I got nothing. I was gonna say Kareem Al, Kareem, <laughs> Kareem Lu, Lim Al Sindal. Uh, all right, well, um, so, yeah, I learned a lot about the NBA, NBA, but just by watching Winning Time lately on HBO Max, because I was like, nice. don't tell Jerry West that. All right, <laughs> right. Um, since we can't come up with an answer, I was thinking about this player as soon as I was thinking of what could go with Joakim Noah for some reason. So we'll check in with. Suyoshi Shinjo Kim Noah. <laughs> Literally <laughs> popped in my head earlier. <laughs> okay. And uh, <laughs> so Simone Augustus Gloop, what did you guys have? That's all you, Mason. Yeah, so uh, I went front to back on this because I know 70 and 73 is the Knicks. Um, and 
video game knowledge here. One of my favorite all-time teams to play with were the 70 Knicks. I don't know why. It was just a weird collection of guys. And it was oh, no. Pretty solid. So I thought Walt, Walt Frazier didn't fit, Willis Reed. And once I got to a name where the last name worked, it kind of flowed together. So I thought of Dollar Bill Bradley. And then the first guy that fit for an NBA player that was drafted, I'm pretty sure he was third overall, is Bradley Beal. Um, so we checked in with oh. Bill Bradley Beal. And one team is receiving points. Yeah, I I wrote this question in part because it was the closest I could get to a, a other another Jordan Cameron Jordan. Because in the South, when you say Bill Bradley Beal, it's actually very similar to Bill Bradley Beal. It sounds sorry, the same. I didn't say it right. So I know I'll, you got to say more Southern twang. Sorry. You got to say it if you say it with a Southern twang. It sounds like let's hear it, Mason. Bill Bradley Beal. See, it's the same. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Mason. <laughs> I needed the live effect there. <laughs> well done. Well done. So one team is receiving points. Uh, I, I, I start, I, we were DOA once I started focusing on, <laughs> on 07 I, or I the, the, the back Florida thing teams. to Mason. I was like, of the three Horford was most likely to go top three, but I don't think any of them actually went top three. No, I, I don't think they did. It. The more yeah. I thought about it, I'm like, yeah. maybe they didn't, but I just, I just forgot. Black, in my head, I'm, like, I'm like, it's either Mike Miller, but that stopped way too long ago. So this is actually this is actually my fault, and I was almost going to jump in and fix this. Horford went number three in, I believe, two thousand seven. So it should have said the last fifteen NBA drafts. But if you had if but you had gotten fit. if you had yeah. gone down the path with Al Horford or you gotten close, I would have I would have had to intervene. But I'm not sure you were going to get there anyway. So I I sort of sat out. So I don't I, think I, I don't think we would have got there without the years. No, because right, I so, had no idea Bill Bradley played overseas. Right. Yeah, like, that's right, and I cannot find any. Other than people making reference to the fact that he did, I can't find any reference to why. It may have been because somebody gave him a bunch of money. He wasn't making a bunch of the NBA back then. I'm not sure. But here's the side question. The other person is not American who is, has pulled this off. Who is the only other person? Who's won? Manu Ginobili? It is. The, Manu Ginobili is the that only person sense. who has won EuroLeague, NBA title, gold medal, and and is in the Hall, Hall of Fame. Famer. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Well that done. makes sense. All right. So after the first quarter, we have scores of NFL Films Presents Still with a small lead at 85 points and Simone Augustus Gloop at 75 points. Support for today's Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. All of us here at Benchwarmers received the performance package as a part of our Manscaped sponsorship, and I can speak with authority that it is filled with all sorts of goodies. I highly recommend you give it a try. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use the code BENCH at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. So don't forget, use the promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, at checkout, manscaped.com. This will take us to the second quarter, which today will be Flop, Turn, and River. Flop, turn, and river. For this quarter, there will be three questions consisting of five clues. The first three clues will be given before the teams decide if they want to check in with their guests. 
The last two clues will be given one at a time, with teams deciding if they want to check in with their guests after each subsequent clue. If a correct answer is checked in after the first three clues, the team will receive 50 points. After the fourth clue, 30. And after the fifth clue, 20. All right, question one of Flop, Turn, and River. Who am I? Clue one. I was originally drafted in the fourth round by the New England Patriots, though I never played for the Pats. Clue two. Though I played quarterback in college and spent my NFL career as a quarterback, the Patriots wanted to convert me to a defensive back, running back, or wide receiver. Clue three. I was the first NFL quarterback with a season of 10 or more 300-yard passing games, though I was 37 years old at the time and with my fourth team. Okay, we'll take another one. All right, NFL Films presents has asked for another clue. Simone Augustus Gloop. I'll give you about 20 seconds to decide if you're in the same boat. It, you it really wait. comes down, though, do we want to, you know, take a leap of faith here and try to get some extra points on him, or do we want to play it safe? I mean, there's still a lot of game left. I Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm fine Gosh. with taking another one. There's there's a lot of game left, and yeah, I, w- I make maybe it up both. maybe in the missing link, which is inevitably David's third quarter, so... <laughs> Yeah, I think we ought to wait because I I don't feel confident. All right, we'll take another clue, David. All right, both teams are going to take another clue. Here's clue four. I spent most of my first 12 seasons as a backup for three NFL teams, though in that time, and in that time, I would start 58 games. I would go on to exceed that total starting 74 games in six seasons with my fourth and final team. What year did you say he was drafted? I never I did. He did. Uh, all right. All right. Way to try to trip me into that, though. I appreciate hey, hey, I uh, like it. We'll check in. All right. NFL Films presents is checked in. So, Simone Augustus Gloop, I have about 20 seconds to either check in or go for the next clue. Oh, man, Mason. I'm, I'm trying now to it's stuff, Now it's like, I feel like we have to take the next clue. I, I feel like this is this has made it worse than before. So, yeah. So, basically, it's just someone who bloomed very late like in their no 30s. it's not kurt warner because that would have been in the movie you know what i mean and if he's only given us 20 seconds we can't even really talk it out we have to just probably take the next clue yeah because i'm trying to think about the just going back to the patriots drafting in the fourth round was this a trade where they just cut i mean they very just, yeah maybe someone went just like yo i don't yeah i don't want to play defensive back or you know so i'm, I'm out of here i don't know let's i mean he needs a decision i guess we need to take the next clue yeah i guess we'll take the last one Hopefully we can salvage some points out of it. Yeah. All right. Simone Augustus Gloop is taking the last clue. Clue five. I was the NFL MVP in 2002 while playing for the Raiders. Rich Rich freaking Gannon. Really? They wanted to put Rich Gannon. Defensive back. Have they ever seen him move? (laughs) I can't take responsibility for that. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. That would make, yeah, that makes sense for this. Wow. I didn't know he was drafted by the Patriots either. That is not where I thought this was going when we got the initial three clues. Yeah, especially the second clue. I that did not that... think this would end with Rich Gannon. All right, David, we're going to check in with Rich Gannon. All right, and NFL Films presents, what did you guys have? Uh, yeah, we, uh, we threw his name out there after the first three, but I, don't, I never thought that he would be a defensive back or running back or wide receiver. We were like, <laughs> I, I said, I was trying to play a little game theory, and I'm from Minnesota, so I was like trying to name – Minnesota so the first thing I, I had, Dave, was Randall Cunningham. I was like, that's, oh, this is Randall Cunningham. That's what we had too. Like, 
Randall Cunningham. You could totally see him in all those positions. Right. And, and like, I'll jump in and just say that like Dave threw out Gannon like early and me, I will just say it. I was focused on black quarterbacks because I'm right. Crazy. So was I. Right. (laughs) And, and he threw that out and I was like, yeah, he did have a late bloom, but I'm like, why would they want him to play another position? And uh, yeah, when we got that fourth clue, I yeah. told Dave, I said, I like your answer a lot. So he had gray hair, like in that Super Bowl, like, and like, <laughs> yeah. he came out oh. of nowhere. Any, he and he's like, throwing to Tim Brown and Jerry like, Rice, who are also old as. Yeah. So 30 points in that for uh, NFL films presents and 20 for Simone Augustus Gloop. The, the part that caught my eye and the reason I wanted to write it, other than the fact that he was a longtime Viking backup. So I figured that Dave might appreciate it, our guest, but also I never realized that he was the first guy to have have I knew he had a, an amazing year in 2002. I didn't remember that he was 37 and I didn't remember that he was the first guy to ever have 10 or more 300 yard passing games. I mean, since that point in 2002, there have been like 10 guys who have had who have had such seasons. But but Rich Gannon was the first one to ever do it. So thrown right. to thrown to this geriatric receiving core. Yes, exactly. And, and Jerry Porter. Did you did you see what I did there? Yes, Jerry, two of yes. them are named Jerry. Oh, very nice. Hey, well done. Jerry Rice doesn't age though. Wow, All right, Rich Gannon. I threw a bet down with my tenth grade math teacher that year that the Bucks are going to win because I bandwagoned. No, sorry, the <laughs> Raiders. I bandwagoned the Raiders because I didn't care. And then he <laughs> had a Bucks hat and he's like, "Defense wins championships." He's like, "No, they don't, man. Look at this offense. It's great." And then, yeah, you know what Aww. happened? Yes, exactly. All right. Question two, who am I? Clue number one, I was born in Las Vegas where I live to this day. Clue number two, my father was an Olympic boxer representing Iran. Clue number three, according to an article on Worthly, I have made $470 million in my sport, including endorsements, despite the fact that I have been retired for 15 years. I think we need another clue, Dave. What do you think? I concur with that statement. And We need another. And uh, Simone Augustus Gloop? Yeah, we, 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 don't, we don't know. All right. Clue number four, both teams taking another clue. I am one of two male tennis players to win the career Golden Slam, winning all four majors plus Olympic gold. David, you are I'm murdering cool. us. <laughs> I feel like I've, I wish we could have snapshotted five seconds ago when all of us were going. David, we're checked in. All right. NFL Films presents... Your opponent has checked in. Would you like another clue or would you like to check in? We would also like to check in. (laughs) And NFL Films presents, you want to reveal your answer? Yes, Uh, we had. Well, uh, obviously, I feel like we had similar discussions. I'll let them get to it when they get there. But we were thinking a fighter. We're thinking of maybe um, Muslim fighters, women fighters. We were we were all over the spectrum. And then we asked for that next clue. And then once it was tennis and Golden Slam came up, um, both of us immediately typed in Andre Agassi as a Golden Slam winner. Uh, We tossed around Pete Sampras. We talked about his body hair. Um, We won't get into the details, but uh, we ended up settling on Andre Agassi. Okay. And Augustus Gloop? What'd you guys say? Um, yeah, we had a similar discussion. Immediately, we kind of thought Las Vegas, this has to be some sort of fighter. MMA, I thought maybe like Chuck Liddell. I don't know anything about his background as far as an Iranian father, but 
the time frame was about right for his retirement. He had a ton of endorsements. So we're thinking maybe it's along that lines. And we tossed out some other names. But yeah, again, once you hit us with the next the tennis clue, we were just like, okay, this is probably Agassi or Sampras. So we came down to those two because uh, Golden Slam in 2007, like those are really the only two guys that make sense there. Uh, and we were just trying to pick between the two. And I don't know if it was the body hair because that's some thick Iranian body hair, but we checked in with Pete Sampras. All right. Well, I will reveal clue number five, which is I have been married for 20 years to one of the two female tennis players to win the career Golden Slam. Debbie, I didn't think she wanted to live in Vegas. So, right? <laughs> so, so Andre Agassi is the correct answer. Andre Agassi and Rafael Nadal are the only two men to win the Golden Slam. And uh, Steffi Graf and, of course, Serena Williams are the only women to win. So that would be points to NFL film. Woo! That was Holy literally shit. literally a coin flip for us. So. Yeah, we I mean, we were we had the discussion and yeah. then I was like, I'm pretty sure if there's been international stuff, I was like, I thought Pete Sampras was America represented America. And oh, then I couldn't remember. Right. And then I definitely couldn't remember what Agassi did, but I was like, I know Pete Sampras was a, was a represented America. So well, let's no. just go with Agassi. You, if you look at the, if you look at the questions, Andre Agassi's dad represented Iran. Yeah. 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 Right. So uh, Agassi still uh, represents. Right. Like Ag- right. Agassi yeah, and yeah. Sampras were both American. Agassi's dad yeah. was Iranian. I'm pretty sure Sampras was Greek, at least on yes. his dad's side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's in our chat. He said, well, <laughs> Dave goes, Pete Sampras, he has the body here, but that could be Greek. <laughs> well, there you go. You were spot on. Dave uh, bringing it. That's right. Well done. Question yeah. three. Who am I? Clue number one. I was born and raised in Venezuela. Clue number two. Though I was a dominant pitcher of my day, injuries limited me to fewer than 2,000 career strikeouts and fewer than 150 career wins. Clue number three, I pitched the first no-hitter in Mets history. We're checked in. Augustus Gloop has checked in. So NFL Films presents You Can Talk Out from here on in. All right, so I think I have it, but I, I didn't, when I started going, uh, I think I, I was going to go, I think I got it. I was like, I didn't want to say anything. Is it Johan Santana? And he got a lot of injuries. He was a twin originally. I don't know where he's from, but I remember he was really good. Yeah, no, that make that makes sense. Venezuela, dominant injuries and Mets. Yeah, I, I'm on board for Johan Santana and a former twin that went on to do something better somewhere yeah. else. There you <laughs> well, uh, well uh, you're welcome for David Ortiz for a little bit. Yeah, from I'm us, from us, Mar- from us, Mar- from us, Manus fans. Yeah, I'm happy for him. All right, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we'll check. That yeah, out. we'll we'll check it in with uh, Johan Santana. All right. And Augustus Gloop, what'd you have? Yeah, got this one right away. Shout out to uh, my Josh North, John Downer from a few episodes ago, who is a Twins fan. And Johan Santana was his favorite player when we were in high school. So followed him very, very closely. This is 100% Johan Santana. All right. Clue number four was to build the suspense, which there might not be much of. But clue number four, I was the only AL pitcher to win the pitching tip triple crown from 2000 to 2010. And clue number five, in 2018, I was elected to the Minnesota Twins Hall of Fame. Johan Santana. Well done to both teams for nailing it right out of the gate. That moment where we had Johan Santana and Francisco Liriano were like, 
And then you had the Soul Patrol outfield. Like that was yeah. Those are some those are some sexy twins teams. Yeah. And no and and not a lot of twins teams can say that. I mean they really were too. Like they were stat even like the latter, even the bottom half of their pitching staff, like Carlos Silva was really good for them. Yeah, Tyler don't remind me good. about Carlos Silva, Mariners <laughs> legend Carlos Silva. <laughs> yeah, mother, oh that guy. Oh my god. Why does right. it always feel like the Twin Cities in Seattle trade in all sports just players like all the time? Nate Burleson. It start no. I don't. I don't know. You know what? Percy I'm Harvard. gonna get pissed Percy off Harvard. if I talk about the poison pill. Let's let's move on. All right. All right. Let me move. Dave and I are having a good time, and I don't want to ruin it. That's right. So after the second quarter, we have a score of NFL Films presents with 195 points, and still very much in this game, Simone Augustus Gloop with 145. That will bring us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 25 points. So this halftime is going to have a theme. It's about songs that are traditionally played at particular stadiums. Okay. And I will, you'll see how this goes very quickly. Question number one, at target field, when the home team hits a home run, this 1984 song by a hometown hero is played. Okay, we'll check in. Mon Augustus Gloop has checked in. NFL Films presents Please Talk It Out. Yeah, we both love Prince very much. I think, Dave, can we agree with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Prince. I mean, it's Prince, exactly. So, Prince. Right. We were naming our favorite tracks off of Purple Rain. My low key winner was Darling Nikki. Um, uh, Dave's was Baby I'm a Star. Or, no, An Erotic City is another well, good one. Erotic City is not off Purple Rain, but I Baby True. and the Star is my favorite one off of Purple Rain. But Erotic okay. City is so, my fave. Right. But we were Rain. thinking about what could be a good home run song. And uh, Dave was pretty quick to go there. And I agreed with him. So we are checking in with Let's Go Crazy. All right. And Augustus Gloop, what did you guys have? Yeah, we ran through kind of the main ones. I doubt they played all eight minutes of Purple Rain for every I home run. I wish they did. The guitar solo, just the guitar solo. Um, Yeah, I jokingly said it's not Darling Nikki because they would not, (laughs) they would not play that. (laughs) Rest assured, they wouldn't. But we went with the song that opens. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. So we checked in with "Let's Go Crazy." Well done, and I I like the song read. That was very good. I want to put this out there that uh, Marcus and I are friends, despite his love for Prince, because I am not a fan. Uh, yeah, we know. Thanks. Don't remind me. Both teams are receiving points. So well done to everybody. Okay. Question number two. At Oracle Park, if the Giants are losing in the eighth inning, a 1981 song by a band formed in San Francisco is traditionally played, presumably as an inspiration to those losing faith. Name the song and the band. We'll check in. All right. So very fast check-in from Augustus Gloop. NFL Films presents what you got on this one, Dave. I don't have shit on this. I, <laughs> this is everything about this question is eluding me. Well, like think about songs where you're losing faith. If you're losing faith, what songs bring you back faith? I mean, there's faith itself. Like gotta have Michael, it, but gotta have faith. But that's 
You're telling me Wham was in San Francisco? No. <laughs> no, they're not. Yes, Andrew Ridgely was hanging out in San Francisco. I mean, I'm it sure would make Michael sense. spent a lot of time there in the 90s. They could have met there. Um, I, mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, all right. So what about, oh, I bet, I, you know what I bet it is? Hmm. I could say it out loud, right? Because we we're just talking. About yeah, it. yeah, we're talking it out. What if, it, what if it's Journey, Don't Stop Believing? The but, most, oh, the single most overplayed song of all time. Is that what you're it saying? It still makes you believe, though, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It makes me believe that I wish Randy Jackson had kept out of it. I mean, I'm good with it. I I don't have anything. So if that's what you think it is, and you think that that's feasible, that they were uh, formed in San Francisco, then I'm yeah, sure. This is all you because I have nothing. And that, I mean, so like they got that's fine with me. A song, a 1981 song by a band formed in San Francisco. So. California I mean, Steve band. Perry is a vocalist. Fantastic. Yes, but California band. So he could have been formed much longer before that. But like trying to think of a California band. Van Halen was formed in San Francisco area, maybe. I don't I think Cali- running, I, know, I don't think I running with the devil was being played. Uh, no, that's right. <laughs> to inspire. They played Panama. Yeah. Panama, yeah. Panama. Oh, I think they played the Hopper Teacher, Panama. which is the best Van Halen song. I don't, all I, you. I, I want to say I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. That's like "Don't Stop Believing," and I think Journey is a West Coast band. Okay, I'm good with it. A check in. That is a check in. All right, "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. Okay, Simone Augustus Gloop. What did you guys check in with? Yeah, there's a lot of San Francisco bands. I mean, some some legendary ones like Jefferson Airplane, CCR. I think was founded there. Um, there's a lot of like old school ones. Um, but this band might be one of the, probably the most famous from San Francisco because they wrote a song about it, about the city by the bay. Um, that band's journey. And I figured that's the first band I came up with for don't for uh, San Francisco and an inspirational song by journeys. Don't stop leaving. I didn't really think much past that. So that's what we checked in with as well. Both teams are receiving points. And I, I love the fact that Mason is schooling us on old bands from San Francisco. And that's that, kind of his wheelhouse. man. That warms yes, my heart. Very much so. No, in fact, uh, when I was reading this, they apparently play a journey song since journey is from San Francisco. They play a song in the eighth inning, no matter what. So if the giants are losing, they don't play. Don't stop believing. I figured it would be way too hard to ask you what song they play if they're winning, but the answer is lights. Um, and I oh, guess yeah. everybody, everybody sings along, but anyway. All right. Yeah, on to question three. Sorry. I just wanted to, sorry, separate go ahead. ways. So underrated. That song's so good. Ooh, I love separate great. ways. My favorite's love Dude. and touch and squeeze. And that one's, amazing. yeah, it's a good that's one. A, too. That's a, good jam pulling it back question three at jacobs field this appropriate sitcom theme song is played after home team victories we're, we're checked in <laughs> all right simone augustus gloop has checked in nfl films presents talk it out cleveland people uh i think when i think of cleveland, cleveland people <laughs> cleveland people <laughs> <laughs> Fun times in Cleveland. So again. I don't know. Jacobs Field's in Cleveland, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Not anymore. Yes, it's yes, not yes. a thing anymore. Well, yeah. It Progressive Field. It's the home of the Guardians. That's right. Um, and when I think of sitcoms and the land, I think of Drew Carey. But I've never watched that show. I've never seen that show. I just know that I'm pretty sure he had a sitcom and it was set in Cleveland. That's my closest only thing I can think of. It was, wasn't that sitcom, was it WKRP? Is that Cleveland? The one where they dropped the turkeys out of the helicopters? You are saying gibberish to me. It's the 1980s. Like, so is Jacobs Field still around or no? 
No, no, no. It's called Progressive Field now. They oh, okay. the new, new stadium. When did it change? Oh gosh, uh, early two thousands or late nineties. So yeah, there's the Drew Carey show, and then there's I want to say it's that it was a WKRP. Okay, if you're it, if you feel has, confident, I'm not confident with Drew Carey. So. What's yeah? Like, how's the Drew Carey sitcom go? I have no idea. Like I said, I just know he has a show, and he's from Cleveland. Yeah, that's that's I think, my contribution. I think WKRP was it's a well-known show, and I'm pretty sure it's from Cleveland. Okay, and like uh, if he, if he feel positive, good with it. it has that like 1980s catchy tune that people are like. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, okay. kind of like that, well, kind of like that Frasier, that Seinfeld, or like that Cheers, like that like classic. So, okay, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm good, I'm good with it if that's what you think. I just, I have nothing. So. So we're going to lock in with, or we're going to check in with WKRP. All right. And Simone Augustus Gloop, what did you guys have? Pretty sure WKRP Cincinnati. True. Um, oh, I was like, <laughs> like it's like one or the other. Close. It's Ohio. It's true. This song doesn't play often because they don't win a lot at home, but it's Drew Carey theme song. It's uh, Drew Carey show. That is well correct. That is correct. Cleveland rocks from the Drew Carey show. So well done. Some points made up there by Simone Augustus Gloop. So we have made it to the end of halftime, and our score is currently NFL Films Presents, still with a lead at 245 points, but Simone Augustus Gloop has, has closed the gap and is now at 220. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench, Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. And today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Here we go. Question one of our missing link. Who was the first person to compete in 10 plus consecutive WrestleManias? This is why <laughs> this is why David split Scott and I up for this right, well, specific reason. Since David took one earlier, I'm taking one now. So Scott, have fun. <laughs> no problem. Oh man. All oh, I can do is God. I can't really I can just like if you give me an era, I can maybe throw some names at you, but like it's gonna have to come from that. Me. That's this, and this and that's so the hard. toughest part. It's what makes it gettable and tough at the same time is it's got to be somebody who's had longevity. Okay, friend, I offer you a proposal. Do you want to talk this out together? No. Wow. On a real. Ooh. <laughs> I, need, I feel like I'm only going to I need to talk this out with someone. I know you've got to be someone who. <laughs> hey, I'm but here's the thing, Scott. Up. I don't want us both to get points. I want one of us or none I of us get to get it. I, I get well, to get points. 
But at the same time, I if mean, we both get I wouldn't points, mind, I wouldn't mind guys, listening it to gives the you actual guys more debate. to play with. It, it gives you guys more to play with in the fourth quarter if you get more points. I don't care. Uh, if you if you yeah. want if you want to do it, Marcus, to hear the two of you go straight. All right, fine. We'll do, it. we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. do it. We'll do let's it. Do we'll it. do it. All right. All right. In an unprecedented right. move in our missing link, Scott and Marcus have decided <laughs> to make a strange tag team. Strange bedfellows. Here we go. That's right. My en- Scott enemy of my enemy is my friend. David, you are their enemy right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love right. that Mason sh- muted and shot off his video. So, he's gonna, I'm Mason, out. Mason's gonna I'll come be back, back be when like, it matters. Exactly. All right. All right. So my, my first thought was Triple H. Yes, of but course. He missed, but he missed. Because yes, of because of the quad. Yes. So he missed 19. So he's yep. out. Yep. Um, then I thought that it, it can't be HBK, right? During the comeback. Did he get No, because he lost his smile. He had to disappear. No, I mean, after the comeback, though. Oh yeah! After the comeback, because yes, 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 yes. He did nineteen. Mason, I feel obligated to catch you up real quick. Scott and Marcus have decided to talk this out together, <laughs> so we have reformed our tag teams. No, 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 no. They're just going to talk this question out together. Okay. Um, cool. I don't think HBK made it though because he did nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. He, but he got retired in twenty-six. By yeah, I didn't hear so any uh, sweet 10. chin music in twenty-six. So, that, so. <laughs> so that's not ten. Um. Cena, I th- it's got to be a mid Carter, right? It's got to be somebody that we're not. But ten in a in a row is a lot. Jericho, but he left. Can I throw a name out there? Please. Yeah. How about Guerrero? No, because unfortunately he died. Yeah, Ooh. that's what held him back. Because when did he come over? In, like ninety. Came over in two thousand or two thousand. Like, yeah. Five. So he wouldn't. Have yeah. Been. Unfortunately, I'm, his what, heart exploded what about Orton? before he could get there. I don't feel like Orton's missed any. He's been with the company for 20 years. He's durable. Yeah, his that would make a lot of sense. 20? Yeah. Yeah. 20. 21 was Taker. And 22, he fought Mysterio and Angle. 23 was in the Money in the Bank. 24 was a triple threat with uh, Cena and Hunter. 25 was Hunter on his own. 26, he fought uh, Rogue and DiBiase, the legacy. 27, <laughs> he fought Punk. What a terrible. <laughs> oh, God. How many is that? 27, he fought that, Punk. Yeah. You're at seven. Um, oh, well, 20, and 20, 30, 30 was New Orleans, and that was, uh, he right, was a so part of. Right. Huh? So it's 28 and 29 is what. Did he miss one of those? He fought. I feel like he fought Kane. Didn't he randomly fight Kane at one of them? He did. I he sure. Yeah, it was like the, you know one of those. I'm so remember, you you don't have the gap that I do because I stopped watching for a little bit. Right. So, so it comes down to what did he do at twenty nine? Because that would give us ten. Was that Los 29. Angeles? Twenty nine is like, I don't even remember what happened at that one. Because that's no, 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 no. I'm thinking 29. of 29 is 2013, so yeah. it's like Cena won the Rumble. All right, I can't believe that's Cena, you Cena just want to go two. with it. That's Cena Rock 2 is 29. Okay, I'm pretty sure Orton was probably at that show. Yeah, yeah, I he's the one that's been there the longest and hasn't been injured as frequently or right as anybody else. I mean, I'm good with it if you are. If, Okay. How how would you say, David? Twenty seconds. 
actually you're out of time but i was enjoying this let's let's do it all right we're gonna both teams are gonna check in with randy orton and unfortunately neither team is getting points i apologize it actually had to go back further than that so the person who first competed in 10 consecutive wrestlemanias started in wrestlemania 2 and competed all the way up through 13 and that was brett the hitman hart oh yeah that makes sense yeah okay i was surprised you didn't miss one in there but Yep, that's okay. All right. That's right. Question number two. And we can go back to our original teams now. Question number two. In 2006, who became the first undrafted quarterback to be elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? We're going to check in. All right. Augustus Gloop has checked in. So, NFL Films, you have about a minute to talk it out. I don't think we need a minute because I feel like Dave and I had a moment there. Um, we mentioned him earlier in The Missing Link about uh, when we were trying to think of black quarterbacks uh, <laughs> that were going to be converted because that's what happened. Um, but we believe, I think we're in agreement, Dave, that uh, one UW legend, one CFL legend, undrafted, uh, ended up in the Hall of Fame, through for a lot of yards. Dave, do you agree This is that we think this is Warren Moon? I agree. I concur. Okay. <laughs> noted noted creep, Warren Moon, is what we're checking in with. All right. And Augustus Gloop, what did you guys have? Yeah, I was trying to think of guys that you know played in the 80s and 90s. Um, and we had Warren Moon in our discussion earlier for the that question, and so he was kind of fresh on my mind. He played in the CFL, and so it makes sense he would be undrafted, then came in like the mid-80s, like 84, 85, and then played all the way – till the very early 2000s so we check in the warren moon as well and both teams are receiving points yeah warren moon is actually the answer to three interesting trivia questions in my mind he's the first undrafted quarterback to be elected to the hall of fame he's the first black quarterback to be elected to the hall of fame and he's the first person who's in both the canadian and the u.s pro football hall of fame so there you go so the themed linked answers thus far are bret hart and warren moon question number three And it's another wrestling question, but I'm not going to let you guys collaborate on this one because I think it's much easier. Okay. Though he didn't become WCW champion until his 40s, what wrestler appeared nine years earlier at WrestleMania 6 driving a Cadillac to the ring for Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine? We're going to check in. All right. Augustus Gloop has checked in. So NFL Films Presents can talk it out. Uh, Marcus, you're going to do most of the talking on this. Uh, <laughs> WCW uh, Wrestling. Uh, when was WrestleMania 6? Can you give me a time frame of that? Um, I'm going to try. I always screw up these years, but I feel like I always like my benchmark is three. And I think three was like, I think it was like 87, maybe. And then WrestleMania is wwf or e whatever yeah i was not a wcw guy so this is uh wasn't champion until his 40s so did anybody jump back and forth and like go to wcw after wwe or f so he would have been wcw in his 40s like goldberg no he was wcw like so the guys that jumped from wwf were like kevin nash scott hall hogan randy savage Lex Luger, um, Ken Shamrock. No, Ken- <laughs> <laughs> did he jump over there? that's <laughs> really funny. 
Oh man. Um, Eric Bischoff. Now, you uh, know, Lex Luger kind of seems to fit because he never won it in WWF. Came close, but he was never the champ. And six would have been kind of before he was big. I don't know. Just want to check in with Lex Luger. That's probably the best answer I'm going to come up with. All right. Begrudgingly, we're going to check in with Lex Luger. All right. We got a begrudging check in. Uh, Simona goes to Gloop. What did you guys have? I remember being really disappointed as a kid when I found out that he was in his 40s already because I knew our time with him would be short. Um, and he was probably my favorite WCW guy. Oh, no. It's yo, it's me. It's me. Oh, it's no. P. The answer is Diamond Dallas Page. It is Diamond Dallas Page. And actually, the circumstances are really weird how he ended up. He wasn't with WWE when he drove that limousine. He was just one of these like croonies. I think they pulled off the. I don't know. I don't know where they got him. Maybe he was, yeah. an, you know, sort he was of a, a developmental guy. He was yeah, a developmental guy. The, yeah, exactly. He got into the business late in his 30s. Exactly. And of course, everyone sort of followed his career because he's. He's taken off with his, well, I haven't heard about it in a while, but he had these like very successful series of yoga videos. Save that he was Robert's life. Yeah, that's right. All right. So the themed linked answers thus far are uh, Bret Hart, Warren Moon, and Diamond Dallas Page. Question number four, drafted in the 17th round, what NFL quarterback is the lowest drafted quarterback to win a Super Bowl? We're checking. All right. Uh, Simone Augustus Gloop has checked in. NFL Films presents. You can talk it out. Okay, seventeenth round. So it's somebody who won, like prior to you know we're thinking a seventies, eighties quarterback because the draft. I can't remember when the draft went to seven rounds, but it's gonna be some. It's gonna be an early Super Bowl. Like what year? You think? Like what years? Oh, so I'm saying from Super Bowl one to like maybe. Uh, I think 95 was like 20. So maybe like one to 15 in that area. Super Bowl's one to 15, probably. If we're saying somebody drafted in the 17th round, that's like, that's early, early. So we are going to check in with Bart so, Starr. So NFL Films Presents has checked in. And Simone Augustus Gloop, what did you guys have? Yeah, I vaguely remembered a question. There's something about um, Mary. No, this is no. Um, it was, I think it was for a bonus episode we did. Matt asked a question, or somebody asked a question about Packers. There's a guy drafted first overall that made the Hall of Fame, and there's a guy in the 17th round. I remembered that for some reason, um, like this guy was drafted very, very late. So we checked in with Bart Starr as well. Both teams are receiving points. And yeah, he was drafted in the 17th round. So you knew it had to go back pretty far. And I didn't realize until I did this research that Bart Starr was not really that highly acclaimed. You'd think coming out of Alabama, just just from that alone of course i guess there were fewer teams so maybe the 17th round didn't alabama never produces good quarterbacks ever. oh here we go Frank we're gonna McElroy. go back to the journey everything right exactly all right so both teams are getting points for that and our themed link answers so far are brett hart warren moon diamond dallas page and bart star question five of our missing link hall of fame bowler walter ray williams jr is not just a seven-time pba player of the year with a record 47 tour wins. He's also a nine-time world champion in what other recreational sport? We are checked in. So NFL Films Presents is checked in, and that leaves Simone Augustus Gloop to talk it out. 
I guess based on the answers, the best one to fit a theme would be horseshoes. But like, I he could be a nine-time champion in lawn darts. Like, I don't know croquet, yeah. cornhole. Right. Like, the, was the Jacksonville Sausage Cornhole League? He could have been a nine-time champion in that. Like, I don't know. We're, we'll check in with horseshoes. Sure. All right, and let's go over to NFL Films presents for your answer. Uh, we have checked in also with horseshoes, and both teams are receiving points. Yeah, it's actually. Walter Ray Williams Jr. is one of the one of these guys who's like uh, along with the Webbers, like top five bowler of all time, and somehow he did manage to be a nine time world champion in in horseshoes. Right. So our theme blink dancers are Bret Hart, Warren Moon, Diamond Dallas Page, Bart Starr, and Horseshoes. One team has submitted a correct theme, and so that leaves and that's NFL Films presents. So that leaves Simone Augustus Gloop to talk it out. Have at it, guys. Are there diamond lucky charms? That's the thing that I'm – that's the only thing I, I have. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't eat lucky charms because I, I don't think they taste good. Only the I, marshmallows. I've had good. them. I had them when I was a kid, but I don't remember any diamonds. So that's what. That's the only thing throwing me off because everything else works. The, so I, I'm just impressed that you even there's, thought of there, that. There's the jingle. There's the hourglasses, clovers, balloons. There's the – I don't know the order, but it goes through all the types. I'm, there's a heart. There's a moon. There's the shooting star. There's oh, I would assume heart. I'm sure. I'm just assuming they rhyme moon with balloon in this jingle. Yes, you're referring yes. To. Hourglasses, rainbows, and tasty red balloons is the last line. I don't remember the first line, but anyway. Okay. Um, but that doesn't help because diamond. I'm almost certain isn't one. Like, okay. How would you so make a diamond shaped of, marshmallow? That just seems, we got to think of something right. else that that diamond goes into then, unless or or, or or do they have marshmallows that are shaped like the the city of Dallas? Maybe it's not diamond. Maybe it's are these Dallas lucky things like horseshoes are lucky. The Madonna song, lucky star. Um, <laughs> you mean like when you wish upon a star? Like, no, there's no, a like, Madonna song, no, I know the star, song. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't know if that makes it lucky. Cause Madonna yes. said, like, or I know she didn't say she asked, would you be my lucky star? So it's more specific than shapes, but I don't lucky know what these, are <laughs> what these are shaped. What is horseshoe shaped <laughs> besides it's a like, horseshoe? It's like a horseshoe. Besides that, what else is horseshoe shaped? Like I don't know, like a horseshoe. All right, I think I'm. I think I'm going to need an answer here. Are these all shapes on a baby mobile, like above a baby's crib, and right. it spins? And there's or like like different... when they push the blocks, the pegs, and the holes. Like I don't know what baby that's toys. Called. It's uh, not yeah. card games. I don't either. I don't think so. They're not, I... all, they're not all shaped on NFL helmets because there's definitely not any heart. I don't know. I'm perplexed. That's that's a good song. I need you. All right, an answer. Can we just Alan Iverson? With... That's an that's can the we, answer. Can, can we just still go with shapes again and get it wrong? Shapes I can draw on a piece of paper. There it is. There you go. All in. right, that's more specific. To think Walling told me this was going to be a fun one instead of one that drew anger. Okay. All right. So is that your answer? Yeah, we don't have yeah. anything. I don't know. No, right. we do. We have shapes that Mason can draw on a piece of paper. Mason, you give me enough time. Please, please draw them now. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. I'll work on it. Okay. Let's go to so that's it. You're checking in with shapes. You could draw on a piece of paper. No, no, not sure. you, Mason. Oh my <laughs> gosh. All right. NFL Films presents. What did you check in with? Well, I've had to keep a straight face a lot of times, many times. I'm not good at it. I'm not a good liar because I feel like I'm an honest man. But then at one point, I go, Lucky Charms. And Marcus goes, Are there diamonds in them? I'm like, oh, Yes, blue diamonds. They are in Lucky Charms. He's like, I go, let's check it in. And then everything lined up right after that. And I was like, like, we didn't know the last one. I go, I know there's horseshoes, actually. 
Lucky Ores using Lucky Charms. So we we checked in Lucky Charms marshmallows. So I'm so that is the correct answer and the one that I was going for. Mason, I, I apologize because there's a small age bias here. The blue diamond of Lucky Charms was actually retired in about 2008 or 2009. Yes. And I can tell you the jingle, Mason, that I remember. If you go back back and go to the right. So go ahead, Marcus, because I think this would help. Go ahead. So so I had to ask for diamonds because the one I remember most prominently was heart stars, horseshoes, clovers and blue moons, pots of golden rainbows and the red balloons. That's what I remembered. So I didn't remember that there were blue diamonds. But once Dave confirmed it, I was like, hell yeah, let's go with let's go with Lucky Charms marshmallows. And that was why that was why I kept saying, like. Ken Shamrock? No, Shamrock we knew what you were doing. I, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it turns out that two, and then the diamond thing? threw me off. So the, so the so the the funny thing is I almost used Shamrock, but I figured there would be mutiny because there was actually briefly a Shamrock hat that they were using. They've gone in and out on a bunch of these, but if you go watch certainly in my generation, but all, all the way up through about 2005, I think it was 2008, the when the blue diamond was was retired, I think was the yeah, year. Yeah, when my parents would have let me eat Lucky Charm cereal, yes. <laughs> you, sorry, you thought Shamrock I'm would sorry, have been I, I, are you are you actually protesting well, the Lucky Charms as, as legitimate? Uh, you, I don't I, know. I drew all these shapes on my paper. I think we should get credit. <laughs> Look at that. So uh, I think we should get credit. I drew them all. I'm not protesting. I just. Yeah. Diamond threw me off that scent because I chilled, heart moon was the first thing I thought of. Children's cereal is, is now a missing link. I haven't seen a commercial for Lucky Charms probably in like 12 years. Yeah, so I didn't even know why, they still made Lucky Charms. That's where like Blue Diamond. Lucky Charms cereal is filled with marshmallow surprises. Pink hearts are in stars, yellow moons, green clovers, blue diamonds, and purple horseshoes. Frosted Lucky Charms! marshmallow eat delicious. After the third quarter, we have a score of Simone Augustus Gloop now has 300 points. And NFL Films presents has widened a little bit of a lead thanks to that missing link and is now at 405. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor for today's Ben Tormer's Trivia Podcast. That is Manscaped. Don't forget, when you go to manscaped.com, use the promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, BENCH, to get 20% off and worldwide shipping for free. When you use the promo code BENCH at manscaped.com. That will bring us to our fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Question one, tricks. Question two, Captain Crunch. Question three, Wheaties. And question four, life. Question one, tricks will be about the NBA. Question two, Captain Crunch will be about Major League Baseball captains. Question three, Wheaties, will be about Wheaties and Wheaties boxes. And question four, Life, will be about NFL running backs. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one in tricks. During the 2010 NBA All-Star Weekend, a likely future Hall of Famer, 
set a Guinness record by hitting the longest shot while seated on the court at 52 and a half feet. Not to be outdone, his then teammate, another likely future Hall of Famer, beat the record, hitting a shot from 86 feet while seated on the floor a few weeks later. Both players were top five picks, both made eight all-star games, and thus far have played a combined 40 seasons in the NBA. Name both players. Yes, we'll check, we'll check in. in. All right, Simone Augustus Gloop has checked in. NFL Films presents, I'm going to give you an extra 30 seconds. They, play, they both played a very long time. One is a known three-point shooter, Ray Allen, but KG could hit deep if he needed to. I'm playing game theory. I just don't know if they were both there in 2010. I know, I think I'm almost but positive. They, but they both had more all-star games because they, they both only had eight. And they KG definitely, I think, had more than eight. I'm thinking it's got to be somebody like, I don't know, like like Dwight Howard strikes me as somebody who has eight or like Tracy McGrady, but I don't think they were on. That's what I was thinking initially, but I don't think they were on Orlando at the same time. Long so 30 I, seconds, David. So I stopped there. Yeah, I, I know nothing I'm, of, I'm, I know I'm nothing of the NBA, so I have okay. nothing. I'll just say that. Uh, Vince just, Carter, Tracy McGrady. Uh, and not in 2010, but. Let's no. just say, let's just say maybe Dwight Howard was still there and maybe Tracy McGrady was a weird, or yeah, was still there for some reason. I know they both played for the Magic and both were around that number of All-Star games, so let's just say Dwight Howard and Tracy McGrady is what we're going to check in with for 25 points. All right, and Simone Augustus Gloop, what did you guys have? Uh, oh, this was agonizing. it's like you go back and think of it and there were so many guys that played together where this could work you're like any three of the heat guys in 2010 they're all top five picks so it could be it could be bosh and wade it could be bosh and lebron it could be lebron and wade this it could be jason kidd and vince carter because i think vince carter was around the mavs at that time um who else we say we said allen and kg pierce and kg we had a lot of allen chris paul and someone that was on the clippers like there were so many choices that we were thinking of, but Mason ultimately thought he had it. So I'll I'll let you say it. So, so I vaguely remember the longest one for some reason. I can remember Vince Carter sitting down, heaving a ball far away. So I kind of started on that thought about teams. Vince. We thought of teams Vince Carter played for. We tried to name all of his teams and that alone was excruciating. And we had a lot of options. And then for some reason, when I look back through the name, something hit me about Dwight Howard hitting a shot in practice that I vaguely remember a clip of something. And I, that's the only thing. And the math worked out because Carter played 22 years. Howard's still active. He's played 18. 18. That's 40. So that's 40. So it kind of clicked at the end when we put all the things together. So we're going to hope it's right. Checked in Vince Carter and Dwight Howard for a hundred. One team is receiving points. And yeah, the, the absolute key to that question from my perspective is there are not too many teammates that at any point that have had a combined 40 seasons in the NBA and Mason broke it down. Exactly right. Vince Carter, 22 years, Dwight Howard thus far, 18 years, and they were teammates on the magic in 2010. That is correct. Well done. Uh, I think with about another minute, NFL films presents might've pulled this out, but no, no. Cause I, I wouldn't have, I just don't associate Vince Carter with the magic. we were going through his teams and it was like Grizzlies. When was that Hawks? When was that Mavericks? When was that? And we could not figure out like, I almost, was where. 
I almost put just as an extra hint how many combined teams they've played for because between right. Vince Carter and Dwight <laughs> Howard, they've played for like half the teams in the NBA. I mean, it's it's something outlandish. I think it is like 14 teams. All right. So, um, and if you count the number of times they switch teams because they they had like Dwight Howard's been with the Lakers on three different occasions now. So, yeah. all right. Um, interesting score update after that first question. Uh, Simone Augustus Gloop has now pulled into the lead with 400 points and NFL Films Presents due to a, a fairly small wager is now at 380. So we're still anyone's game. Question two, Captain Crunch. The role of captain has become rarer in Major League Baseball. No one has held the title of captain on an American League team since 2018. The last AL team captain is also the most recent person to join the 3000 hit club that never won a batting title. Name him. We're going to check in. All right. NFL Films Presents has checked in. Simone Augustus Gloop, you can talk it out. And you have about two and a half minutes. All right. So. Kind of work backwards. Well, so if he's the last one to do it, to be a captain, and no one's been a captain since 2018, it's assumed he's either retired in the last couple of years or he's still playing. Right. Right. And if he's still playing and he has 3,000 hits, that's only two guys <laughs> that are playing that 3,000 hits to my knowledge. Right. Cause so, yeah. So Miggy's the most recent, I think before that's Pujols. It's Pujols before that. I'm trying to think of guys that got 3,000 hits you know, in the past. Right. This should be years. easier because right, right. The last five years, this is, you don't think big poppy got to, I don't think he got to 3,000. 3,000. Okay. I don't think so. Each won multiple batting titles. Right. Right. So it can't be him. I don't think it's Alex Rodriguez. I, uh, I, I mean, could I see him think... being a captain. I think that's the, that might be. Especially the... in 2018. Right. Like, right. I can't after imagine Jeter. he would have been a captain then. Um, anyone what other for... AL guys? Right. I'm trying to think of who else was good also in 2018. Cleveland was still good. It's not Nelson Cruz. <laughs> um, no, it's not Nelson Cruz. I'm just trying to think of guys that are older. Right. right. Um, someone else that was older like that playing. Houston was obviously really good, but their guys were all young. What about um? You just mentioned Texas. Uh, what's his name? Why am I blanking on his name? There's a guy that played in Texas. What's There's a ton of guys? No, no, no. But what is his name? Why am I blanking on? What's this? his position? Third. Michael what Young. His... What? No, 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 no. Why am I? Hey, oh, a... Adrian guy... Beltre. That guy. Who, that's who it is. Why did I? Mar- Mariners legend. Adrian Beltre. Yeah, that's the answer. You think he got to 3,000? I'm almost positive he got to 3,000. When did he retire? He would not have won a batting title, and he retired about three or four years ago. Okay. And he would have been the captain of that team. I think we do it. I'm glad you mentioned Texas because I wasn't even thinking (laughs) in that area until you said that, and something just popped in my head. All right. We're going to check in with Adrian Beltre for 40 points. All right. And NFL Films Presents, what did you guys have? Uh, Well – uh, I think you're kind of reaching deep here, shooting the dark. I, I was playing game theory, and I said Joe Maurer. He was a catcher for the Twins, and he was a contact hitter. He did a lot of things, and I don't think he ever won a batting title, so we checked him with Joe Maurer. One team is receiving points, and that is the team that guessed Adrian Beltre. Um, that was really interesting to hear the talk out because Scott in his head was going through the, like reading off the standings of teams, 
And all of a sudden I saw, I saw, I saw him say Texas and go past it. And Mason was like, Oh no, wait, 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 back up, back up, back up. Kids, so yes, it was that's Beltre. the benefit of talking it out. Absolutely. So the last five guys who got to 3,000 hits in, in reverse chronological order are Cabrera, who obviously, I mean, he won a triple crown. He won a batting title. Pujols, who won a batting title with a pretty high average, actually. Beltre, who didn't. Ichiro, of course, did. And right before that, I think it was A-Rod, and he also won a batting title. So obviously, if you had 3,000 hits, you're likely to get a batting title. Mauer, I think, I mean, partially he due to the fact 3, 000, that his, yeah. yeah, I mean, his catchers don't get as many at bats because they don't play every day. And, he got hurt um, a lot. Um, and I think I think he had just over 2000. I don't even know if he made it to 2500. Yeah, I'd have to look that lot, up. Marcus, but, would you have it? Would you even gone towards Adrian Beltre at all? No, because f- Adrian Beltre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What did you guys wager on that? Yeah. What did you wager? Uh, 10. 10 points. Okay. So. Uh, our scores after the second question are Simone Augusta's gloop now has increased the lead a little bit to 440 and NFL films presents is at 370 question number three in Wheaties what three-time National League MVP was also the first black athlete to appear on a cover of a Wheaties box in 1952 what do you think about that anything I, I I think that's right if you if you want to check in with it I'm good with that you know, I think I want to steal on it a little yeah, more. Yeah, I think he's trying to, right. to game this. This is a smart I play. I think I want to stew on this. this. I'm not quite sure. This is a smart play because Mason's going to the brain by you. I have to think. I, I'm trying and he's to more likely game. to pull it if we're talking it out. This is this is a master class of bench warmers gameplay to all that you listeners out there. Oh, we're, 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 we're checked in. Scott's helping me now because I can't. I've got vague details. All right, Simon Augustus Gloop has checked in. NFL Films presents. Your turn to talk it out. Let's see if it helps. Mm. Well, there's not a lot to talk out. I sent something to Dave because uh, I love to use the Josh Bomback. I learn a lot of things from this podcast, from just researching questions or hearing something. And the very first time I ever heard this name, I went, I want to look stuff up about them. And this is one of those facts. And we are going to check in with Roy Campanella for 50 points. All right. And Simone Augustus Gloop, what did you guys have after a lot of consternation? So I knew I was trying to think of his name. I knew he was a Dodgers guy. And then Scott sent me Koufax. And I was like, no, because of the question. Clearly not, not indicating that. Um, he said, no, black. I said, okay, there's two black Dodgers. Jackie well, Robinson, well, Roy Campanella. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then that's, yeah. And it makes sense. Um, for the time frame, at least. So yeah, we checked in with Campanella for 60. Both teams are receiving points. It is Roy Campanella. So he he won the NL MVP in 51, 53, and 55. And I think 55 was the year that the Dodgers finally broke the Yankees uh, and won the World Series. But it was in 52 that he was the first player uh, ever to be, or first black player ever to be on a cover of a Wheaties box. You may remember from an earlier episode, the first person ever to be on a Wheaties box was actually Lou Gehrig. But that was already probably a decade and a half earlier than this. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Roy Campanella, great guy, um, tragic into his career. Um, but yes, um, well done to both teams. How many did, yeah. you, think, did you guys wager? I didn't write it down. We wagered 50. Yes, yeah, so NFL we Films got, wagered 50. We got a game. Same, Simone Augustus Gloop uh, wagered no, 60. don't. And going into the final question, we have NFL Films Presents has 420 points. Simone Augustus Gloop has 500 points. Question four. Spending most of his NFL career less than 75 miles from where he went to college, 
who is the only running back in the top 20 all-time in rushing yards who never finished in the top five in any one season? All right, we're going to check in. All right, for the final time tonight, NFL Films Presents has checked in. So, Simone Augustus Gloop, I'll give you two minutes. Oh, it's great. It's great for the podcast. It's great for our brand new guest who supports us financially to play in such a nail biter because it's fun. But man, I hate when it comes down to the final question, <laughs> especially when it hangs in the balance based on what we answer. It's, and when it's a David question. Yeah. I mean, trying to I, match I, alma maters and the main teams that, they play that, for is that to me is not the difficult one. It's trying to know who are the fringe guys in the top 20 towards the bottom right because the obvious guys it's not going to be anyone obvious, we know right? so it's it's going to be a guy that's like in the 11 through 20 yeah yeah like eight or like 15 it's, it's hard to know i don't know like is LaShawn mccoy a, i know he's not like the answer but is he a top is he in the top 20 just like as a guy as a base like right and i mean pittsburgh and philly but that's too far yeah i as someone who's rode a car <laughs> across there that's more than 75 you know who it's not thankfully it's not eddie george I mean, of the answers that we have, if we're taking the, the first part into consideration. The, the first only, one I gave you? That's the, um, that's the only thing that works geographically so far. That's, but I don't feel good about that. Um, I mean. I, don't, I just don't think he's top 20. You don't think Fred Taylor's top 20? I don't think Fred Taylor's top 20. I think but he's it, a fringy guy. I think he's top 30. <laughs> I think he fits the criteria of I could see him never finishing in the top five because there were just a lot of good running backs. And he played. He went from Gainesville to Jacksonville. That's a, that's not terribly far. I don't know how far that is, but right. I think he fits those two, but I'm just worried about him being in the top 20. Like there's guys that his contemporaries, there's probably five or six of his contemporaries that are definitely in the top 20. Right. right. Which, which would mean that it's possible. He never finished Curtis Martin, like all the Tiki Barber, literally all these guys. Right. were, Were at the same time. Which, uh, which which adds to the last part, but it doesn't help us to determine whether he's top 20 or not. He played most of his career, obviously, in Jacksonville, which so it would fit. Yeah. I, on, honestly, I think that's the best. I, that we I have. just don't know that we have anyone. But yeah. Because I don't know. If it's two I, out of the three. Like, I don't know that Warwick Dunn is in the top 20, right? That's Florida State and Tampa. And I like, I don't so know. So, what's, what's the split? Because I don't remember. How long did he play there as opposed to Atlanta? It was like, probably with, pretty even. That's why I'm thinking because he said most of his career would imply like a, a, a pretty big majority, I would think, rather than because right. I, I was think, a little bit closer to a split. And, if, and as close as Georgia and Florida are, there's a line there, I know, thanks to a band. Yes. Um, I don't think that Atlanta and like Florida State would be within. I don't think Tampa and Florida State. 75 States. miles. So are I don't we, have anyone better than Fred Taylor, but uh, I hate to good. lose on this because I don't feel confident. Yeah. Well, I, I, I honestly, I think that's the best that we have. I don't have anything better. All right. We're going to hope that Fred Taylor somehow made top one. Cause I, don't I think he did. I don't think he All did right. either, but I will we'll take a chance on it. I guess. David, we're going to check in with Fred Taylor for 100 points. Okay. Let's go over to NFL films presents. Oh, um, running backs are a dying breed. So to say in the NFL, but I love, running backs and I love old running backs and I may need to be corrected, but I'm pretty sure Washington Husky legend Corey Dillon is like 20. I think he's either 21 or 20. He's the guy I gave his name to Mason as like a pivot guy. I was like, Corey Dillon is close, 
<laughs> like we need to think of guys around him. So, of course, the next logical place that I went was Fred Taylor for 100 points. So I apologize that I have this will never come out on the podcast, but I have tortured both teams. They look they look beaten and tired, both the team that's about to win and the team that's that's about to go sadly defeat lose in this game that nobody deserves to lose. But maybe there's some moral victory because both teams are receiving points. Fred Taylor is correct. Fred Taylor is one of these ultimate slow and steady. I, I'm big on these slow and steady guys winning the race. They, he, Fred Taylor was never in the top five. If you look at the top 20 and Fred Taylor, by the way, is number 17, I think. Um, I said 18. Right. Um, so, so, so yeah, Fred Taylor is number 17, but he was, he played, he had enough longevity. Uh, he just never got into the top five in the league in any year. And of course, everybody else nailed the rest. He, he, as Mark, as Mason said, I guess he went from Gainesville to Jacksonville where he spent most of his career. So the correct answer is Fred Taylor. Well done. Marcus, is that the guy when I said, when you said it's probably the same guy? And I was like, I don't think yes. it is. <laughs> I did not. I was not confident in him being in the top 20. Whatsoever. No, it was the first name. Cause I was like, okay, he yeah, played same. his, he played the majority or if not all in Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville. And he, I think it was new England for like, yeah for a split second and i was like like, yeah "Yeah." and and i and i know he went to florida obviously emmett's been up there and then i thought marcus allen he went to kansas city uh yeah so and i knew marcus allen obviously was up there so yeah yep fred taylor was who i started with we talked about some stuff and that's who i ended up with exactly what we did i was hoping you would stay away that's that's impressive, and you're right. Eddie George uh, was would not have been close. Well, this is exactly but, why Marcus and I don't are, don't play on the same team, right? Because for better or for worse, we would right. have been like we would have both typed Fred Taylor and checked in like twenty exactly. seconds in. All right, game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. NFL Films presents finishes with a respectable five hundred twenty points, and our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Rich Gannon Award with six hundred points is Simone Augustus Gloop. Well done, congratulations, everyone. I'm sorry the fourth quarter was such torture, but uh, Dave, anything uh, you'd like to talk about before we call it a night? I just had a great time, so thanks. I had a lot of fun. Did you think That's about probably... a wine pairing? I'm going to put you on the spot now. We need a we need a legit wine pairing. Uh, I did actually. I did think about a wine pairing that would be great for the Benchwarmers podcast, and it is because Marcus is in Washington, <laughs> Mason's down in. Louisiana, right? Yes. Yep. That's true. The Bayou. Gats in California. Dave, you're in East North, Coast somewhere. North Carolina. North Carolina, where they all grow wine. So I'm going to get away from America and pick a, I'm going to pick a grape from Chile. Chilean. It's going to be a grape called Carmenier. Wow. And it is got like a little bit of bell pepper in the nose, cocoa, chocolate, rich, velvety, but has great acid, tannin. It's one of those wines that like you love all the mix of everything. It's just different than everything else you taste. Huh. So Chilean Carmenere. Wow. Very nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Mason. Got a sponsorship. Marcus Scott. Anybody want to throw anything in before we call it a night? I'll jump in because I teamed with our first time guest. I, yeah. Dave, we have a, I, I have to think it's a very unique distinction, which is a team that got the missing link the other team did not and we still lost which means we gained 100 points and still lost on somebody so you know there's that's fun we did that you and i together 
<laughs> yeah, dude. Um, I, like, I mean, there was a moment where I was like, play together, have fun. Like, I, it's oh like, yeah, and that's what we talk about. This is all just fun. It was a fun game, David. You did a fantastic job. Lucky Charms, marshmallows is like an to me. It's a, it's an all time missing link because and and I got to credit Dave because he was on it early, and I was like, I got to hear another one. And I wish I had gone with it sooner just so we could have stopped stressing. What but, did I say uh, first, though? Oh, what did you say first? I said Captain I Planet. I'm like, oh, yeah. He said there's no uh, Captain there's no moon Planet in that. powers. Like, Captain Planet powers? <laughs> like, like, there's no moon in that. Yeah, which is not one, but it's okay. I loved it. Uh, so, Dave, thank you for coming on. Uh, I can't wait to have you on again, where we will hopefully get you a win, not with me. And... Uh, yeah, again, everybody out there, we we love that you listen. Reach out to us. We want you to be on the show. Benchwarmers TP on all socials. Reach out, even if you're not a patron. Like, obviously, we're going to prioritize our patron members, and we thank Dave and everybody else who supports us in that way. But reach out to us. We want you guys on the show. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, everyone. This is awesome. It's awesome. Well said. Mason, Scott, what you got? tired uh, yeah that this this was one of the more exhausting games i've played in a while yeah. i like i just all, all around like that i i feel so spent we were just the fuel that mason and i got after the missing link that adrenaline rush of just complete ridiculousness luxy charms for a missing link luxy <laughs> charms and then for us to go into the fourth quarter with that fire, that's that's why we won because you fired us up with a damn missing link for seven year olds. Um, oh, ouch. not for me because the blue diamonds didn't exist. Right, you weren't I... even seven. Yeah, they were gone before you were seven. That was um, the best part of that is that Mason on principle is like, there is no diamond. We're not checking in Lucky Charms. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. I mean, that's why I went off of it. Yeah, I was like, I was fairly certain there were no diamonds. Um, Man, that was it. It was a lot of fun, though. It, this was I don't remember what it was, Marcus. I don't know if you remember, but you and I just started laughing uncontrollably in like the first quarter. I think Dave said something and you and I just lost it. I don't remember what it was. This was just fun. Like right from go. As soon as this started, like this was just a, a good time all around. So sure. I echo everything Marcus said. Please come on the show, Dave. I can already say we'd love to have you back on sometime. We'll we'll definitely coordinate that uh, to get you back on because this was a lot of fun, man. And <laughs> thanks. We want you to get a win yeah. because once you get a win, you go on Eats hit list. Even though you have a loss, so he may not he may not yeah, bother not, you. Not not as quickly. He's gonna safe get for the... now. Yeah. yeah, you're all right. Actually, Mason. that's why we beat you because if you won, Eid would come after you. We're that's trying to right. We did you. we did you a favor. Yeah. You didn't want the you didn't want the rich Gannon award anyway. Well, the thing all is, right. like, I, like the big thing when I when they like when I got a email that said hey you want to be on the show i was like oh uh yes i would love to because i'm a patreon member i'm like well i'm paying and i love the show and i love doing all this but i'm like i'm like i shouldn't really be on that show because i don't know a lot about sports because i like but i'm like i'm gonna be on it because yes i love this show so that's why like even if i lose or whatever i'm just like i just want to be on it Dude, if the criteria was knowing stuff, half of us wouldn't be on this show. Yeah. yeah. All right, so. Mason, we'll let you go last. Oh, Bring by okay. you, baby. Got anything to say? Yeah, I've cooled off since the third quarter. So, because um, the fourth quarter just drained me mentally, it was a struggle because I had like pieces of things and just trying to put it all. I'm pretty together. sure every single question was you like trying to get it and me like saying the names. <laughs> that was, yeah, kind of piecing I, it together. Pretty much. Um, 
no, it was a well-written game. It was challenging at times, to say the least. I enjoyed halftime because it was music in the wheelhouse, at least. I will say that. So, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a fun game. It's finally nice to meet Dave because it was a pleasure to have him on. Definitely echoing everything everyone else said. Definitely love to have you back. Yeah, Dave, I think you might be also the first guest that ever broke out in song on your first on your first episode, too. It, so. He's definitely one of the first. Yeah. If not the I, first, for sure. I, I can't remember one that actually didn't hit the cutting room floor. So so well done, Dave. So thank you for your support. Thank you to all of our, yeah. our patrons who who support the podcast and to everyone out there who listens. Um, we have a great time doing this. And and just quickly say what everybody else said. Please come on the show because we we love the variety and and. We'll tone down the questions, you know, come on. Or as Josh used to say, if you're that worried and you really want the win, we'll pair you with somebody that will virtually guarantee you a win. So a la Eric Ede or Dan Lundberg. Or I'll be honest. Box. Yeah. I'll be honest. I was like, I hope they pair me with Dan or Eric. <laughs> See, say. there it is. No, no, then, let's I was be, looking let's at- be honest. You wanted Dan because the snooker connection. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was <laughs> hoping the I get, I was like, hopefully I get like me and Eric together versus dan so i can beat him on a snooker question <laughs> oh that's what i was going through my brain I'm like Man. all i hear is that dave is calling out dan lumberg i don't know what you guys are hearing <laughs> it's snooker rare that, only it's, it's rare that someone calls out dan lumberg but snooker yes, only only on snooker oh, oh home court advantage snooker <laughs> all right it's getting late i think it's time to get us out of here so i want to thank everybody one more time for listening to the bench Warmers trivia podcast and until next time we'll keep the bench warm that ball hit high and deep stretch stretch get on back there they look up you can put it on the ball yes yeah into deep left center for mitchell and we'll see you tomorrow night that great music you're listening to is by justin nozick thanks to him for producing that music for us You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.